I should have been out. The month started on a Sunday. I can only tell from the occasional free newspaper. It becomes my bed. Sometimes you don't feel your skin breaking because you only feel the bruising. Sometimes you only notice after because you feel a wetness and touch it and see blood. I think it was the end of the Omega on his fraternity ring. Consciousness fades as I see him and his friends pulling a girl who can't stand into the next alley over. My friend, I can call my friend, is too generous. He knows I can't afford it, but when I offer to pay him what I have, he justifies the sharing by saying I have spoons we could use. Or a spoon we could use. He doesn't think twice.
How's it going, folks? I am uh, trying out this thing, this button. So the button on the recorder for this thing, it like flashes when it's like on standby record, kind of like it'll monitor the sound that's coming through whatever the, the sound source is. So um, the ex external uh, inputs, whatever. So it'll monitor that when it's flashing, and then when it's like like solid, like red, like when it's like red recording, then well, it's recording. <laughs> I just said it. <laughs> I'm a little buzz. All right, so this is gonna come out late because last night, technically last morning, because it is also the morning now, and I recorded you know late at night, past midnight. So <laughs> I recorded I recorded a thing. Uh, Wednesday night, technically. I'll just say Wednesday night. <laughs> because it's the night. Hold on a sec, let me turn this off. Alright. I don't know if you guys heard that or not, but there's like this buzzing coming from, there's like this drone and buzzing sound coming from this uh, power strip that I just brought into the room because I wanted to use a looper. Um, anyway, I recorded a thing last night, but I think the storage space on my, uh, on the car that's in the recorder like ran out of space so like I, I only recorded like two minutes of it and then well I'll just be honest today I just waited all day to record tonight because one I was lazy two I'm like you know, I just wanted to wait for everybody to go to bed that's when I prefer to do this I don't know <laughs> um anyway no last night Last night I was recording this, I had like incredible hulks, just incredible hulks. And if you don't know what that is, it's a cocktail. It's just cognac and hypnotic is just, it's a liqueur. Hypnotic is like this blue colored liqueur with some things in it, I don't know. I think there's like some kind of vodka and then some citrus, citrusy things, some flavor things. I just had some, I just had like, I'd say two over the past couple hours. I played some COD, I had one, and then I took an exam, and then I just kind of down one after. So I'm left with this, uh, what's left of this bottle of Duce. I'm out of hypnotic though, so no more Hulks. But I used to drink those back in the day. I remember I took an Incredible Hulk in a flask to like a this Halloween party that I went to. wasn't much of a party, it was more of like a, like a kind of like a gathering. I guess they call them kickbacks. Dude, I, I, I'm not like, I'm not quite young anymore. Where like I could use that kind of, I don't think I ever used those things naturally. I think there was, there was like environments where I could have used like young slang like naturally. Like, oh yeah, it's just a kickback, man. Just, you know, just get a, get a couple people coming by, you know, just chill. <laughs> but now I don't know. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not so social anymore. Don't have that many friends anymore. I don't go much to uh, social gatherings, kickbacks. I'm going to turn up the volume just a hair myself. Because someone was complaining that the volume's too low. So I'm going to turn it up a little bit. Hopefully that's better. I can hear myself better in the phone. <laughs> anyway, um, I was drunk as hell. So I got to catch up. I got to catch up. <laughs> you hear that? That's the bottle. Let's see. You can pick that up. All right. So this week, I was thinking of talking about um, education, but I think I'll talk about some other things before that. Uh, there's just something I saw on Reddit that I wanted to bring up here, because I think it's important for people to understand this perspective of uh, 
of like like mental health because you know like that that shit's like it's just become one of those those things that's just like people will wear it on like a t-shirt just because you should you know it's just the it's the right thing to to promote this uh, awareness or whatever but it's not like you don't I don't think a lot of people know exactly what what happens I guess <laughs> how the sausage is pulled not in terms of the production of a thing but in terms of like the ugly shit that that we gotta go through um, I'm going to share some things and then I'm going to share this, this post. I asked for permission for this person, uh, that I could share this post and I, I, they, they said, yeah, totally. Um, they didn't say, yeah, totally. They said, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so this is from, uh, this is on r slash rant and this is posted by you slash Sly Cooper's butt. Great username. And their post is titled the suicide hotline isn't trustworthy. Here's a post. Imagine you're at the lowest point in your life. Maybe you just lost a loved one or you, you've, you've just gotten out of a horrible relationship. Imagine being in such a painful state of mind that you want to end your life permanently because you just don't want to suffer anymore. Now imagine this. You're having a horrible day. Life has beaten you down so much that you can't take it anymore. You're on the internet looking up the most painless way to commit suicide and you come across the suicide hotline. You think to yourself, they're professionals. If I talk to them about what I'm going through, then I'm sure that they can offer some good advice and refer me to the right therapist. So you call them up, one of their specialist answers, and you tell them about all the stuff you're going through. You tell them that you've been having suicidal thoughts recently and you don't know what to, uh, what to do. They ask you if you're having suicidal thoughts right now, and you tell them that yes, you are. They tell you to stay on the line and that they're working on getting you the help that you need. So you stay on the line thinking they're going to give you some referrals to some therapist that could help you out and that maybe things will work out after all. Instead, two police show up at your door. They ask you what's going on, if everything's okay. You talk to them about your suicidal thoughts thinking that they're going to help you out. But instead, they call dispatch for an ambulance. They tell you that they're going to have you taken down, taken down to your local hospital where they'll give you a mental evaluation and get you the right resources. You're scared, but they say that if you don't agree to go to the hospital, that they'll have to do an involuntary commitment hold in a psych ward on you, and you'll be taken there against your will for three days while they evaluate your mental state. I think in a lot of places it's called the 5150. They didn't post that. They didn't write that. It was just <clears throat> you put you put for the uh, you put for the lesser of two evils and decide to spend a night in the hospital. You arrive there, and the first thing they do is make you strip out of your clothes, put on a patient's gown, and lock you in a small prison cell-like room, and make you wait for two hours in there while they call in a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist arrives and goes down a checklist consisting of questions like, are you suicidal? Do you drink or take illegal drugs? Have you ever harmed yourself? And so on. Once that's done, they print, out a, they print off a few pages of phone numbers for local therapists and give you a medical bill for $5,000 plus dollars and kick you out of the hospital with no way of getting back home. This is the reality that a lot, of pe a lot of suicidal people face. This is why suicidal people are so terrified of seeking help for themselves. They're afraid that their lives are going to be ruined, whether financially or socially. I know this because this exact situation happened to me. Happened to me. I called the suicide hotline for help, and they had me forcibly brought into a hospital where I was charged over $2,000 for some useless phone numbers and a cheese sandwich that they gave me during my time there. It took me over two years to pay off, pay those bills off, and at the time I was only 18 years old and was in debt to the hospitals for most of that time. Uh, many other depressed and suicidal people like me have heard countless other horror stories like this one, and there's a major reason as to why so many of us refuse to seek out help or see a therapist. We don't want our lives ruined for something we can't control. Beautiful fucking post. That is That sums up, like, totally... Pretty much everything that happens when you're, you know, this this involuntary commitment, this fifty one fifty shit, you know, and I was talking about earlier, like I went into like, like I got bad credit because like the debt, because that happened to me. I didn't call a suicide hotline, but um, I went to like a, I went on like a just a, a health check, like a mental health check, because I was in a manic state, and uh. uh I can get into the story, but the the important thing is that shit happened, and they gave me that fucking bill, 
And in the way, the, the way that they gave it to me was through a debt collector because they sent my shit to the wrong address. So a debt collector took the bill, you know. I've also read, like, a thing about how, like, hospitals will do that. They'll just send things to collections because maybe they don't have a way to reach you. Or that's just, like, an easy fucking cop-out thing to do. They'll just send it to collections, and that's the way that they'll send it to you because they have your social security number, your actual address, you know, your phone number. They can actually contact you, the, the, the collections people. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe, you know what, maybe the, the hospitals and the ambulance uh, people who also charge you a fee for the ambulance ride, I hope, I'm hoping they did not have my actual address because if they did, hopefully they would send it there. So I'm guessing, well, okay, they didn't. They didn't. They might have had my phone number, but sure as shit, they had my name, <laughs> my social security number, probably somehow. And that's the way that they sent their shit to collections, that the, the, the bill would end up on my front door. They'd be bothering me about the fucking bill. And now my credit's fucked because of this debt, because of, because of, and because of this, this is the crucial part, because of a time when I needed help, a time I needed help. They fucking took advantage of that. In a way, sometimes it feels like that. And maybe it's not. Maybe they will just have, like, genuine concern about what's going on with you, you know? I think, uh, I'll say a, a big chunk of that concern is going to be, like, are you a danger to others? And then the, the next concern after is, your, are you a danger to yourself? And when they're concerned about those things, they'll put you on that 5150. Fuck, they'll dope you up with fucking Ativans. And maybe they'll put you in a fucking psych ward, man. You know? Straight up, they'll do that shit. Sorry. I'm too sober for this. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have some dignity here and pour this in a cup. I'm not going to drink straight out the bottle. How'd you guys like that uh, harmonic minor fucking thing? Phrygian dominant, whatever the fuck I was doing earlier. <laughs> that got recorded at all oh god that's what they'll do they'll call on a psychiatrist to ask some stupid fucking dumbass questions you know and that and here's the thing when you break it down look you get the ambulance so the ambulance you have to pay a fee for the fucking ambulance two you have to pay the fee for the service of the hospital for the fucking people there and then three you have to pay for the fucking psychiatrist who just asks you fucking bullshit. Who you wait for, like, forever for. You don't have your fucking phone. They take that away from you. They, they take all your shit, and you're naked. And, well, you're practically naked. You're in a fucking gown. Maybe if you're not wearing anything dangerous or any, like, you all the things are empty out of your pockets and they search you and shit. So maybe you can keep your clothes on, but you have nothing there. And all you have is the room where you could just sit there and wait for somebody to come in and ask you some stupid fucking questions, you know, about what's been going on, what happened, oh, okay, and then, and then they'll just fucking give you some fucking, some, some pamphlet, right, some fucking pamphlet, let me tell you something else that happened to me, um, I, I went into, like, I went into, like, one of those holds once, because I was, I was manic at this point, I, I, I was still manic, <laughs> this is just, like, a separate occasion, I walked into, like, a, a fucking, I checked myself in, because I was manic, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, I don't know what the fuck I was doing, maybe I thought I knew what I was doing then, but I don't know what the fuck, anyway, I checked myself in, for some stupid fucking reason, never again, straight up, never again will I check myself in, and I hope to god nobody checks me into this fucking, you know, for like a hold, <laughs> that's prison, honestly, to me, you know, uh, Uh, terrible experience. Anyway, one thing I remember clearly is this one of these nurses, this fucking jackass of a fucking nurse. He says something. I don't know what the fuck he says, like the entire thing. But he called me a frequent flyer. He said, oh, another frequent flyer. Something like that. Something along those lines. Another frequent flyer. Cunt fuck that he is. Just uses that fucking language in front of me. To somebody else. He's making a fucking joke of me? In, in front of somebody else? Somebody who is in, like, a mental fucking, a mental health crisis here, and you're just gonna fucking call me a frequent flyer? You son of a bitch. Who the fuck do you think you are, right? Who the fuck do you think you are? And eventually, during this hold, it, they just decided, yeah, we're gonna put him in a psych ward. So I went to the psych ward, kind of made some friends. 
and we told him about that, and they're like, oh, frequent flyers, we're just a frequent flyers club then, I guess, you know, because I was some of the people there were kind of, it's like, you're a regular, is that something you're proud of? Not exactly, no, no, why would you be proud of that shit, but you're gonna make fun of somebody for that shit, being a frequent flyer, you know, like, like, I understand some things of, like, people maybe will be suicidal or they'll be depressed for like attention like they want attention so they'll act depressed or they'll act suicidal or some shit i understand that but fuck someone's checked in the hospital man you you fuck i've checked into the hospital you know i think we might be looking at something serious here and you're just gonna fucking throw that at me like that not at me, but you're just going to, like, talk shit about me like I'm not fucking listening, like I'm not there, you know? How 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 long have you been there? You know what I'm saying? I think, and this is what I, I, I feel like I've developed this, this idea that these nurses and the staff at, like, psych wards and shit, they've become, like, desensitized to people, you know? You've been working there forever. You think that you might be doing nice things sometimes, but you're treating these people like they're fucking lab rats, lab rats, essentially. You know, you, 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 you dehumanize these people. One first thing comes to mind is that fucking, you know, frequent flyer bullshit. So there's that. There's the, well, that, there's that for one. And two, if you've ever been to one, if you've ever been to a psych ward, I'm starting to gonna, I'm starting to talk slurred because I'm just down in this douce right here. Hold up a sec. Ooh, another big sip. They go up, they hey, hi. At any time, any random fucking time of the day. I don't know when. They probably have some kind of schedule or, you know, checklist they just have to get through. But they're like, hey, hi. Hi, Andrew. Can I can I can I take your vitals? You know? Hey, can I take your vitals? And they put that thing on your finger and they scan your fucking forehead for your temperature, you know? They're measuring you, alright? They're straight up they're measuring you and they're writing notes about that shit. Like, that describes you, what the fuck your temperature is, what the fuck your finger's telling them, you know? <laughs> so that they're just, they're just, they're, they're, they're just fucking measuring you, and they're writing notes on you. And they scan your fucking bracelet, because that's what you are, that's what you become, this fucking barcode. When you go into there, you're not a human being anymore, you should understand this. You're not a human being, you're a fucking barcode. I'd say it's kind of like prison. But I think, well, okay, I've never been to prison, but I, I'd suspect that it's just more straightforward there, you know? It's clear the relationship. But here, it's you're treated like a fucking child. You're, you're a fucking child. You're talked to like a fucking child. Here's the thing. I don't think I'm, I don't, I don't know if I'll get to fucking education in this fucking um, <laughs> podcast, this rant here. But like, look, here's the thing, all right? If, <laughs> you guys ever see that fucking show, uh, what's it called Ned's declassified school survival guide or some shit this is like a, I'm gonna give like a an abridged survival guide to the psych ward maybe I'll come up with something satirical later of like this is the survival guide but this is just an abridged version of it they want you to stay out of your room during the day all right let's say you just don't want to be a part of anything you just want time to yourself you can't have that all right you have to be involved in whatever the fuck's going on even if it's nothing, even if it's nothing during the day, if you're not, if there's nothing going on, you can't just stay in your room. You have to be outside in the day room where there's a television set and they're playing some fucking sad bullshit on that television set. They're playing sad shit. Or you could read a magazine or some Calvin and Hobbes if they have that shit or, or like, um, well then of course you got to be out for the meals. You got to eat your fucking breakfast, lunch, and their dinner and snacks. And you got to come out for snacks and shit. And here's the thing. Here's the other thing. You have to go to groups. This is how, this is what they want you to do. They want you to, okay. So their idea is, I think from what I understand is they want to get you on this routine, this schedule, like a routine, like a regular person routine, which you probably don't have in your regular life, you know, outside of the psych ward. You might not even have so much of a routine, but they want you to get into one because maybe that's better for your mental health. I'm not going to confirm or deny. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But they want you to get on a routine. They want you to get one on their routine. All right? So that's like the main thing, their routine. So they want you out of your room. You go to your room to sleep 
to clean yourself. They want to see that you're cleaning yourself. So showers, brushing your teeth, shaving possibly. If if uh, if you're allowed a razor, you know they'll they'll somebody will monitor you while you shave. So shaving, maybe uh, showers and brushing your teeth, and they want to see that you're clean. And that you will, and you'll you'll sleep. You know, you, uh, you go to your room to sleep, <laughs> and and other than that, don't stay in your room. Be outside. This is what they want you to do. Be outside of your room. And uh, and go to group, you know, go to group, whatever groups that they're having. So they'll bring somebody in or one of the staff will give will will lead these groups. They'll have these groups where you just fucking where they go through some shit. It's almost like a class on some fucking bullshit. And I'm going to say like a good chunk, maybe half of the groups that they do. This might be an exaggeration, but from what I remember, it was like half or like a third of the groups is just fucking arts and crafts shit. Like, what the fuck? They want you to go through these fucking arts and crafts, fucking bullshit groups. So just another instance of them treating you like a fucking child. (laughs) They should fucking color, you know, fucking paint and color. (laughs) And And fucking adults, they'll have you as an adult do that shit. And that's beneficial to you. Why? I don't fucking know. That's beneficial to you. That's That means you're staying out of your room. You're going to group. You know, if they're having a group and you're not there, they'll be looking for you. They're like, where are you? Where, where is he? Where is he? Why isn't he at group? Maybe it's because I don't want to do this stupid fucking bullshit. Like, what the fuck are we doing here, you know? <laughs> Damn. And it's it's just, that's that's what they do. They have you fucking color and they learn. they give you fucking pamphlets. On some things, some some groups they'll talk about things, and then maybe maybe they'll go through some like mental mental health exercise. I remember there was like one on like CBT, like cognitive behavioral therapy, and and they'll give you a fucking pamphlet, which you're gonna why why like what the fuck? That's as good to me of a pamphlet as the pamphlets that some fucking flyer people are handing outside of clubs and shit, you know. What the fuck am I doing with this? This is toilet paper to me. Not even toilet paper. I wouldn't wipe my ass with this shit. I just recycle this. What am I doing with this? I'm gonna recycle this shit. What are you giving this to me for? What what use do I have of this? And maybe some people will like read the pamphlets and maybe they'll find some help, like the actual help that they think that they might need. But fuck, you know, fuck me. This is against instinct. You just want me out of my room. You want me out of my room sleeping? I I am a human being with feelings. And a lot of those feelings there is like, I'm sick of this. I don't want to be here. I would rather just sleep, all right? Just let me go to bed. I don't want to deal with any of this shit. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to be with this shit. But they want you to. So you have to. And you have to and you should then this is the survival guide. You should do all these things because that will get you out sooner. That will get you out of this fucking fucked up prison sooner. All right. Then if you would just sit in your room and do nothing, which I would like to do. If I was in a fucking 5150, no, I don't want to deal with any of the fucking classes and shit. You know, I don't want to fucking do some stupid bullshit arts and crafts. You know, I don't need to do any of that shit. What the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> and you're taking my vitals. How do you think that makes me feel? You think that makes me feel like a human being or just like an animal that you're just monitoring? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's just like that's what that's what we got to deal with, you know? If you're like suicidal, if you if you have any kind of mental health concerns and somebody puts you in like a 5150 or you stupidly like I did check yourself in, you know? Then, then this is what you're going to have to deal with. You have to go to group, stay outside of your room, eat their food, their bland fucking, I don't know, airplane food, and fucking go to groups. Go to these arts and crafts or these groups where they just talk about shit, where you might have to talk about your feelings. I don't know. <laughs> and this isn't even going into like how many cases of like abuse happens. By the staff, you know? Ah, that was the last of the douce. I just finished her off right there. Mamma mia. 
Oh my god. If you're in there, make some friends. Don't develop a crush on anybody like I did. I, I straight up had a crush on a girl in there. And I thought I was getting somewhere, but I didn't. I wasn't getting anywhere because um, that girl wasn't ever over her ex. I think that was probably part of the reason why she was in there. <laughs> I usually wrote a song about her, like, well, using her name. I don't know. Should pick up some guitar sound. Kind of like the chords of this. Oh, right here. I think one of these joints is out of tune. Oh, that's pretty good. That's good enough. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I'm kind of drunk. I also haven't played this in a while. So I'm trying to remember all the chords. Not all. It's like just a couple chords, honestly. That's kind of let's. I I think um, that's kind of what happens. I kind of I kind of want to think of something that I want to say to people that don't understand this. Um, look, if if maybe you walk in on somebody trying to commit suicide, uh, just remember them. All right, remember them and that they are a person. Okay, never forget that. Maybe they're doing something that's like crazy as fuck that you maybe have never seen before. But remember that they're a person. And remember that persons are just like, like, I don't know. They don't want to be in cages, you know? The last psych ward I was at had like this small, tiny courtyard where you could walk around and technically breathe what is technically fresh air. That, that is limited for a lot of psych wards. Sometimes you can't even breathe fucking fresh air. You have to stay inside. You know? I was actually... Uh, I'm actually still writing this movie of, like... What, what a part of it is just, like... Actually, it starts with the guy. He's, he's, he's just coming out of the psych ward. And he's pale. Like, that's, like the, that's, that's, that's part of, like, him being in the psych ward. He just became pale because he hasn't been outside. He hasn't been getting any sun because he's been inside doing fucking jack shit. <laughs> going to groups. <laughs> going to fucking groups. Learning nothing. Learning nothing. So, okay. Yeah, I think this is what I want to think of. But I don't exactly know what it is yet because I'm kind of fucking drunk and I haven't prepared for this podcast at all. But So I'm just complaining about this shit, right? I don't want to be the guy that just complains without thinking of like a solution or like an alternative to like what the 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 the, um, the status quo is, which is you know committing people involuntarily, you know fifty one fifties, doping them up with fucking drugs to make them easy to deal with. How fucked is that? That's just like <laughs> that's just the society's like standard of shit. You know, is your kid acting up? You know, give him some fucking. Uh, Give them fucking what do they take Adderalls? They have ADD. They must be they must be ADD or something. So just just give them some fucking drugs. Oh, these people are fucking acting up in a psych ward or something. So maybe they are really acting up. Maybe there's people that are violent. I just dropped something. Maybe they're violent with the staff. Maybe they're too they roughhouse too much with people. You know, they're just too physical. 
So maybe maybe in some cases, Ativans and shit like that, <laughs> essentially tranquilizers might be necessary, all right? But, you know, someone who's just making a fuss about something, fuck. <laughs> they have to take their shit, like, at the end of the night, they're going to just give them drugs, you know? I think that's kind of how I ended up with lithium, how I landed there. I think it started with, like, with Welbutrin and Risperdal. And then, like, later, I think when I got out of uh, the psych ward, I talked to a psychiatrist, and they're like, yeah, we're going to put you on lithium. Um, so I shouldn't just be the guy who's just complaining about shit. I shouldn't just be the person who just complains about shit, who doesn't come up with a solution. So let me think about that. So, okay, uh, let me get into this. I, I think I said previously that, like, I was thinking of becoming a lawyer. It's because, like, I think that's a solid path to becoming, like, a, a legislator, maybe, like, a senator or some shit. I remember Obama did that shit. He was a lawyer first, and then he became a senator, I'm pretty sure, right? Because I think that maybe there should be reforms. I think that there should be, like, reforms in this shit, you know? Like, a fucking... Okay, even if it isn't, like, a fucking ambulance ride for a mental health case, right? A mental health incident. Maybe it's not an ambulance ride for that. But imagine like some, some, you know, random bumblefuck is just, they get hit by a car, you know, and people are like, oh, let me help you. Let me call an ambulance. That motherfucker could, you know, depending on their financial situation, they might be like, no, don't call an ambulance. I can't fucking afford an ambulance. You know, maybe I don't have good enough insurance that I can afford an ambulance. Please don't call an ambulance. Just let me die here. Or just let me, someone just drive me to the hospital or I'll just limp over there. Or I'll just crawl over there, depending on how severe the the damage is. People might be hesitant to take a fucking ambulance because they're afraid of the fucking fees, man. So one, you know, maybe we work on getting rid of that. Or at least subsidizing it so heavily that people don't have to worry about an ambulance. Maybe it's the equivalent of, like, fucking buying an Arizona iced tea to go to the fucking hospital because you're fucking injured or some kind of mental health call. All right, so ambulance fees, holy shit, chill the fuck out, right? I think, all right, so this is me not doing research. I don't know, but the one of the ambulance fees that was a part of my debt collection shit was from Falk. I don't know if that's a private company or a public company, but fuck, man. <laughs> I, fucking subsidize that shit. I don't want to go in an ambulance. What are they going to do in there? They're going to check my fucking temperature or some shit, and then that's it. Then they're going to take me to the place. It's an expensive fucking taxi ride. So first of all, all the fees concerned concerning fucking like these 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 mental health holds and shit, like ambulances, and then the physician, psychiatrist, whoever sees you, and then the hospital fees. You think you want to just don't you see how you're like adding extra stress on top of the life stress that they're dealing with, the life trauma that they're dealing with, and maybe that they won't think about that trauma when they come out of the fucking ER or whatever room that they're seen in, you know, maybe they won't be thinking about that because they'll be thinking about the fucking debt that they're put in because of like the whole fucking experience, you know? And that's so fucked. They're already dealing with like, you know, my whole life just fell away before my eyes. Oh, well, okay. Now, well, now I have these debts. I can't think about that. I have to think about these debts and how I'm going to pay them off, you know? And I also still want to kill myself, right? So what's the fucking point? Just chill the fuck out with those, right? <laughs> if I was like some kind of senator or something, I would, I was thinking of trying to make some kind of like public health care provider that didn't charge anything where maybe if, if doctors and all the staff, the nurses, all whatever who's there would take like just enough of a pay cut that we could afford to make just like free, free health care, you know? Or heavily subsidized. Or maybe you'll pay like a, a small amount for like operations. And maybe a bigger amount for like elective operations and shit. And then also maybe you'll have to look into like, you know, how, uh, how, 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 how you differentiate between electives and, you know, essential or necessary. If y'all know enough about fucking shit to know about this shit, but, um... <laughs> But yeah, come on. Like, they're already dealing with some shit. Why do you gotta put fucking debt on their mind? Like, this fucking bill. 
<laughs> and what the fuck did you do that you gave me this bill? What the fuck did you do for me that you gave me this bill? You treated me like a child. You treated me like a child. All right, if you don't go into the psychiatric, the psych ward, if you don't go into that place, then what did you do other than ask me some stupid fucking questions? Maybe give me a sandwich and then give me some fucking Ativans. What the fuck else did you do? How much were those fucking Ativans? Don't give me shit, all right? Don't give me anything if I have to pay for it. And then what kind of shit is that? That I won't take any help because I can't afford it, you know? Maybe, maybe I need some things. Maybe I need some drugs, but I can't afford them. But you're going to f- shove them on me anyway, you know? And I'm going to have to deal with that. You got to understand that, the, well, they're going through some shit, man. So so maybe we can subsidize some of these costs. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm coming up with any solution, that's probably fucking some drunk solutions because I'm slightly buzzed. I don't know if I'm that drunk. Which is surprising. I just topped. I just topped. I finished off the fucking douce. <laughs> I had an incredible hug before that. Um, but like, yeah, like, like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, that's not adding to the pain of the people that go into the the psych ward or the ER for whatever, you know. You know what I'm saying? We're almost at 45, but I might go on for longer. Jesus. Um. You know another thing that I I I, I should I'll probably get into, and this is probably kind of like a shitty thing to add. But um. You know, if somebody was in like a crisis, where they're feeling suicidal. And maybe I were on the other line, like on the suicide hotline. I, I'll i just have to be honest here, and I can't tell you that you shouldn't kill yourself, you know? I, I think that... I think that there's this public attitude towards suicide and shit like that, that it's like, no, don't do it, you know? There's things to live for. And I said it before, like, don't tell me to focus on the positive, right? Because sometimes people don't have that shit. Sometimes, honest to God, people just in their own perspective are for sure, you know, all right, all right. If you just look at it like logically, completely logically, yes, there's always something to live for. Yes, always, right? (laughs) This is the separation between logic and like actual fucking feelings and thinking, right? Because you might believe that somebody's like the one. No, I want the one, you know, romantically. I want the one. But then when you think logically, scientifically, theoretically, there's like a billion ones, like the ones. There's a billion of those. That's that's a large number. That's two. There's like a thousand or something of the one for you. <laughs> so they still could be out there. That's like some positive fucking thing. But no, that's discounting your feelings that you had for that one person that you thought was the one. And so when you, for, you know, it's, it's similar to the thing. It's like if you, if you, you know. technically yeah there are things to live for fuck you know if someone's suicidal we're gonna go tell them plant a tree you can plant a tree you could see it grow you can take care of it maybe that'll help but maybe they don't want to fucking do that you know maybe they're just done maybe they're just done with life you know what i'm saying i think that there might be some point in my life when i'm where i might be should be like you know inconsolable is that is that a word or I just might just be like, I, I don't I don't care. I don't care anymore to live, you know? I think that um I'll just well let's just finish this off in my in my own life, it's like I think that I think that I'm 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 I've been put on this earth to carry out some things. I have to complete some things. Alright. I have to see things through some things, you know? I have to see that the, some people in my life are taken care of. And I just have to make sure that everything's all right with that. Like I have to, there's some things that I have to do on this earth. But I also think that once I'm done with those things, I just want to be done. I just want to be off of this earth. I just want to, I just, I just want to pass away. You know, once I'm done, once I'm finished taking care of all of, all of everything that I need to take care of, I just want to be gone. I just want to be done with everything, you know? So when it comes to like suicide and shit, Maybe somebody might feel like they're just done. They're just, just completely done with everything. And me, 
from the position that I'm in, I cannot tell them different than that. I will not tell them in good faith that, well, there's still things, you know, there's things to live for. I'm not going to use fucking, you know, bullshit, filler shit like that. Realistically, look, if one of my friends was suicidal, I'd try to tell him like, no, please, I want you here. Please don't go. All right. I still want you here. And that could be selfish. And that should be understood that that is selfish. That is a selfish thing. You want somebody's presence. And you're, 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 you're being slightly ignorant about how much they're suffering. You, just, you want their presence. You want them here. And you'll think, oh, this is out of love. And it is. And it truly is. You want them here because you love them. And you don't want to lose them. At the same time, in, in some, to some extent, you're discounting how much pain that they're going through. That they, they don't want to be here anymore. You know, they don't want to be here. And, and here's the thing. You, a lot of people will frame it. So that the people who are suicidal, that they're selfish. That they're fucking selfish. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not selfish. Some of, some of them are. Some of them will be. You know, some of them will be selfish. And in, a, in some ways, you can argue that it is a selfish act to kill yourself. Because you are taking yourself, your presence, which is valued, away from people who value your presence. All right. So maybe in some way, it is selfish. But it is selfish of you to ask them to stay on this earth, which they don't care for anymore. They don't care for this fucking earth anymore. So you're kind of being selfish and asking them to stay here and suffer more and suffer more. And, 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 and fucking like, what do you, what do you know about what they're going through? They might be silent about it, which sucks, which is definitely unfortunate. They're just silent about what they're struggling with, like what's torturing them. But like, maybe they've just had enough. You know? And that's hard to accept. And maybe you just can't accept that. So you're going to tell them to stay. And I understand that too. All right? I understand that too. I think I've had a friend who's, who's probably been like a little bit suicidal that I've had to say like, please don't, you know? Like, I, I don't I don't want you to go. I didn't exactly say that it was selfish of me. I Maybe you should have say, stated that. Oh, he's still here. He's still here. <laughs> But, you know, if anybody's suicidal, I can't tell them in good faith that, you know, there's still shit worth living for, you know? You just get over your shit, you know? Get over your shit. It's not as easy as that. If you could just make your pain go away with the fucking snap, with the fucking Thanos snap, you know? Jeez, man. Shit. I'd be fucking chilling, man. <laughs> you know the next time somebody tells me that like oh yeah just come on just you know focus on the positive there's still some shit and maybe i'll be like you know like as long as we're pretending let's just pretend that i'm over everything you know i don't have any regrets that i don't have any scars i could just live life as though i was just you know un untouched unhurt by anything you know <laughs> let's just pretend as long as we're fucking pretending but shit's fucking hard. Shit's fucking hard. And here's the thing to you fucking cunts who are like, oh, yeah, I know it's hard. You know, people who will talk to suicidal people and be like, oh, you're just giving up. You know, I deal with this shit every day. You deal with it different than I do. All right. Than we do. All right. You deal with it differently. We have trouble. We have fucking trouble. Whatever it is, we struggle. And, and, and it's, it's really fucking hard for us. And you know what? And maybe you could break it down and hopefully you'll fucking accept this if you won't accept my whining, my complaining about what's going on in my life. Maybe you'll accept this. Maybe it's a matter of chemicals in the fucking brain. Maybe if you break it down to science, maybe you have, you're more adjusted to this shit because your chemicals are in balance in your brain or at least more so than mine. Maybe mine are just unbalanced because of just genetics or just maybe like maybe i've been fucking drinking every day <laughs> or maybe like i don't know maybe that, and that's the thing you know about depression that people also don't understand and maybe like maybe this will feed into suicide is like sometimes you'll be depressed about nothing and that just could be just because your brain chemistry like the chemicals are just unbalanced out of nowhere you know I'll say this about myself, like sometimes I'll feel depressed and it will be kind of about nothing. And I suspect it's just because my brain is unbalanced, maybe because of my bipolar disorder, you know, <laughs> um, I actually didn't get into that. Uh, 
so when I was trying to record the last thing, which I didn't record because it just recorded two minutes of it, I forgot to say that, um, well, I forgot to say now that, like, I've been off the, I haven't been off it, I've I've been coming off of it, and I'm down to, like, one pill a day right now, one pill of lithium carbonate, and my mood has been less stable. (laughs) <laughs> I've noticed because I've just been feeling more depressed. I haven't been feeling like manic, you know, but I've been feeling like more depressed lately over nothing. But here's the thing. Sometimes when that happens, I'll just be sad over like nothing. And then my brain or maybe my subconscious will try to relate that sadness to something that makes me sad. So then I'll be sad about that thing because it needs to make sense of my sadness. It needs to make sense of my depression. So it'll connect it to like something that makes me sad. You know, something something I should be over, but I'm not because it just keeps reopening that wound because it needs to make sense of my sadness. So maybe some people are better adjusted because their brain chemistry is just a little bit more adjusted to life, to, to, to the chemicals, to life uh, stimulants than mine is, than ours is. I'll say ours because, you know, we out here, fam. You know? We out here. Man, we're getting to fucking... We're 54 right now. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, please, please... Please, 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 please... Take yourself out of the equation when you're dealing with somebody who's suicidal. Please take yourself out of that. And think about the person. Think about the person. Think... Would this person want to be fucking imprisoned in this practically a cell for like hours on end until they're moved to like a psych ward? You know, would this person like that? Would this person like to be treated like a child instead of like an adult human being, which they are? Would this person like to go to these fucking stupid bullshit arts and crafts groups? You know, um, I will say this, though. So the last time I was in a psych ward, I actually made some friends. I made some homies there. And uh, so one of these fucking arts and crafts groups I was going to, we were like painting some fucking shit. I don't know what the fuck. And one of these, one of the people there, they, she she came in like uh, I think she was from the from from like from somewhere else, but she kind of came in for the group. Uh, she wasn't a part of the staff. I don't think she was. I don't know what she was doing. She might have been a part of like the larger hospital, but I don't think she was like. So she definitely didn't work in the psych ward. There's like the staff and then there's the people who actually just come in for like the groups and shit. She was one of those people who just came in for the groups. Her name was like Michelle. And she was like cute as fuck, man. She was cute as hell. And I like mentioned that to the homies. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. You're just fucking... You're just fucking. <laughs> I was being a perv, but she was... She was cute as hell. So like, I don't know. What up, Michelle? How's it going? This is Andrew. I was thinking of, like, sending you flowers to the psych ward. I was thinking of sending flowers. You're like, hey, yeah, to Michelle from Andrew, you know, if you remember me. I made, like, that one painting of, like, um, it's not a fucking painting. I was, we were using paint. But I was, I made that one thing of, like, uh, uh, PETA shit or some shit like that. There was, like, a green paper and I just dropped some, like, red paint on it. And I was like, oh. Um, animal rights or some shit, PETA or some shit. That's a stupid, stupid joke. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny, so you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but think about the person though. Would they want to? Okay, well, they might want to. You know, they might want to go to Michelle's groups. But would they want to go to groups in general? No, they wouldn't. They probably would not. They probably would not like to have a debt, or they probably would not like to have debt go on their record they probably wouldn't ha- want to have that that account to go into collections that they'll have a debt and they'll have like their their credit their credit score will be ruined you know they probably wouldn't want that and they probably would want to be treated like a human being so please treat them like a human being listen to them listen to what they have to say listen to what like why you know <laughs> maybe if they could just maybe they'll leave a note Maybe you could read it, and maybe you could be like, oh, what? no, well, they're actually thinking about me, you know? They're not being selfish. They're saying, I'm sorry that I have to leave you or something, you know? And they're no, and they're suicide no. Think about them. Think about the person, all right? I'm not saying don't try to stop them from committing suicide. If you, if you must stop them, if you love them deeply, and I understand that you'll have to try to stop them because you love them so much, 
stop them, all right? But think about them. Please, please, please think about them before you put them in the fucking 5150. They don't want that. Nobody wants that. Who wants that shit? You wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want that. Here's the thing that I, I found many people fucking struggle with because they just they, they just don't understand this fucking concept of sympathy, empathy. Put yourself in other people's shoes. If you were suicidal, would you want a debt? Would you want to be treated like a child? Would you want to be put into this fucking routine prison system shit where you have to go to these groups and you have to go to these like fucking... Uh, food things, food <laughs> meals and snacks, where you have to stay out of your room and you have to interact with people. Would you want to be forced to do all that shit? Would you want that shit? I I don't think so. And they don't want that shit because they are a human being. At the end of the day, they're a human being. Please never forget that. Treat them as such with dignity, with fucking dignity. Please, 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 please. You know. Please remember dignity <laughs> and, 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 and just, and hold on to your love for them. All right. And if you're suicidal out there, you know, I love you too. I, I've, I've kind of been there a couple times. Um, I can't tell you that suicide isn't the answer. All right, I won't tell you that in good faith because I sometimes won't believe that for myself. So I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you some shit that hopefully would give you hope, but you know, I'm not I'm not one of those people. I'm actually you. I'm you. I am you. I'm in you. <laughs> I I I'm with you though. Like I'm with you. So I'm not going to fucking lie to you and tell you there's all these kinds of things you should live for. Um, but I will, I will do that. I, what am I trying to say? I will do the honor of saying, I will do the honor. I'll, I'll honor the people that are in your life and say that, look, um, there's people that do love you. So maybe think about them before you do what you got to do. And I, I can't tell you in good faith that, your pain will outweigh your love that your pain won't outweigh the love that you have for the people that are in your life. Cause it might, it really might, honestly, it might, but, um, look, it, <laughs> you don't want this psych ward shit. You don't want this psych ward shit. You don't want to deal with life shit. I, I, I get that. I get that. <laughs> I get that sometimes maybe you're just tortured every day. By things that are kind of out of your control. And it's crazy. Sometimes it's just crazy. Because it's it's out of your control. But at the same time it's only in your head. Like nobody else can see this pain that you're going through. And still it's out of your control. Theoretically it should be. Because it's like in your subconscious. It's, your, it's in your mind. That's like torturing you. So theoretically you should be able to control. But you can't. And sometimes you can't. And I feel that like you know. Maybe you just don't have control over that shit. I didn't have control over that shit. I still don't have control over that shit. But like... So so for the people that might be concerned about you killing yourself, think about them too. Hopefully they'll think about you, but think about them as well. And think about like... Well, I guess that's like one of the things that I, 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 I think I have to stay alive for. It's for the people in my life. Um... It's for the people in my life that love me. I can't, I can't, I can't kill myself because they're still here. And I still have to see it through that they, they're taken care of, I guess. Financially, not right now. <laughs> I'm not in a position to do that. But as far as my love for them, I have to, I have to give them love. Like what love I can give in the moment. You know, that's what I have to do still. If if that at all moves you to continue, what might be an obligation, 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 obligation. That's what I consider an obligation to me that that I have to continue giving love to the people in my life because, you know, some people just need to know that I'm there. As insignificant as I feel on occasion, some people just need to know that I'm there, and that I do love them. So. 
you know, if 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 you're on the brink right now, maybe just take a breath. Just take a breath and like just take a minute, you know? Take a minute before you make any decisions. But I'm not going to tell you that you can't make the decisions that you maybe you've made up your mind to make, you know? I I won't stop you. Um I don't know. I I I uh I'll say this on your end that you know, some people might, well, they just won't understand what's going on in your head. But, uh, in terms of like, like Kevorkian kind of ideas, like there's some people who live with like a terminal illness and they'll have a free pass to go ahead and kill themselves, pull the plug or just have medically assisted suicides because they'll, they'll be like, Oh, you, well, you're going through pain. Maybe you shouldn't go through that pain. So we'll just allow you, you know, the government will say, yeah, go ahead. And we'll, we'll assist you. We'll medically assist you. And that's kind of bullshit sometimes. Because maybe you're going through some pain. But they, they nobody can understand it. And they'll just chalk it up to like, oh, this can be fixed with like a therapy and shit. Maybe it can. But maybe it can't. <laughs> maybe this shit is terminal, you know? Maybe your existence is like a terminal illness. That's what I feel sometimes. I feel like that sometimes. Like I just, it's just like a, it's, it's, it's a condition that I have to live with living is the condition. So, you know, I feel you, but maybe just, just take a minute, take a minute before you do. And just think about things, think about life, think about who's in your life. Think if there's anybody that you, you might need to just stay alive to take care of. Maybe think about that first. And, uh, that said, we're at like one Oh four, 30 something especially the people who's out there who's suicidal I love you I'll be here these podcasts should come out every week I fucked up the last one so you know this is gonna come out late I'm sorry for that I've let you down and so I'll have to commit harakiri harakiri seppuku <laughs> just kidding uh you know stay safe cover your face and uh love your neighbor from six feet away man and when this whole lockdown is over hopefully there's still some kind of lockdown where you are at least public precautions that are taken uh instated by a authority figure like a mayor or something maybe a governor stay safe uh and yeah, hopefully I'll have like a more focused thing to talk about next time. Is this fucking? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Love you. Bye.